Guys, we're back. Hello. Hey. It's been four months. Damn. Since we committed to solidarity along with the Screen Actors Guild and 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 picketing the AMPTP who represents the studios, and they have defeated the monster that is the AMPTP. They have the the, the nine headed dragon. David of, has beaten Goliath. That's right. Oh yeah. And the heads are like Ted Sarandos and Bob Iger and David Zaslav. <laughs> <laughs> We're using your movie as a tax write-off. <laughs> they sliced it off. They got a good deal. They got a better deal than the WGA even, mm. and way better than the DGA, who didn't even pick it. They were just like bootlickers. They were like, mm. they, they Oliver twisted. Mm. Please, sir, give us more. Or give don't, us it's more, fine. Please. More? More? I just yell action. It's fine. It's enough money <laughs> for <us> that. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, obviously I'm a little giddy. Oh, my giddy aunt, because we get to return to our coverage of Lost, which is what you're about to hear. Lost. Now, to, to, to put a damper on your excitement just a little bit, Madison is not on this episode. I know. We mm -hmm. recorded this over four months ago. Yep. At the time, I believe she was out gallivanting. I was out gallivanting. As she does. In the mountains of Denver, Colorado. <laughs> is that, what, is that what, when this one was? Yes. That's why yeah. I was not present. So it's just Steve and I, but we are, uh, you'll hear our thoughts on episode six and next week, episode seven that mm -hmm. were recorded four months ago before the strike on July 14th. Yes. We don't even remember what we said. Yeah. It could be wild. <laughs> I'm trying to hype it up. Who knows? <laughs> Who, Who knows, knows what, we, what did? we said? Four months ago. I don't even think I was Kit yet. Was I? Uh, uh, I think it was around the time that Kit was birthed, I think. Wah! Because this was before the uh, <laughs> the Kit Laser failed to comment or declined to comment uh, meme started. Yeah, oh, speaking yeah. of that, we've got some new merch in the store coming soon uh, now that the strike is over. So uh, there'll be a lost shirt. Yeah. There will be a uh, laser declined to comment shirt. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. And then we've got some holiday merch coming up soon. Yeah, there's some. Holiday merch coming up. There's a couple of different merch ideas that aren't 100% solidified yet. But yeah, we're going to be revamping the store soon. Uh, if you guys specifically want to get on board and hit our Lost merch up, do that right away. Because if you go to our merch store right now, we're doing a pre-sale on our Lost mm. shirt. And if and all pre-sales completed before the 15th of November, I have been told by our merch people, if you pre-order before then... Uh, that can be shipped out to you by Friday the seventeenth. Wow! So mm. fast, yeah. So Damn. if you want your shirt, Prime fast. <laughs> oh yeah, support local businesses though. That's what we do yes. on our yes. store. Yes. I'm just saying. Yeah. So yeah, if you love Suck the lost shirt, the lost shirt looks awesome. By the way, uh, hopefully I have an image of it right now that you can look up. If you're watching us on video, you can see what the shirt will look like right now. It looks great. Love it. Yeah, because we thought as soon as the strike was over, we're like, okay, we're bringing the show back. How can we monetize this? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little behind the scenes of the curtain, we actually had this shirt drawn up and we were about to release it. And then the strike happened and yeah. we thought it would be gross awful and gross to like put out a shirt and try to like. Sure. Yeah. Which is why we did the striking thing shirt that went towards the. The, uh, the the strike itself. Yeah. And I hope you guys are still interested. I mean, I've gotten thousands of comments and messages just in the last couple of days, but over the months, uh, tons about is the lost coverage coming back. Right. Yeah. So I hope that that means that the, the interest is still high for us to continue doing that because we're early in season one Very. So to, to, to do the other 15 episodes. 
uh, to uh, a small audience would hurt. It would hurt. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think people are really into that. But we're going to finish it regardless. We committed no matter yeah. what happens to finishing at least season one. Mm-hmm. If there's a huge demand for us to go through the rest of the seasons, we'll have to take a hard look at that and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but look forward to just that and uh, the Patreon demanded movies each week for the rest of the year. Uh, because certain tiers of patrons have the ability to demand that we watch movies. So we're yep. going to be doing a lost episode and whatever movie that is each week. Uh, the, the week that you're hearing this is Gattaca. Mm-hmm. And then next week is Small Soldiers. It's stuff like that. The movies can be all over the place. Yeah, and we've got all, those yeah. worked no out. Theme. <laughs> no, <laughs> no theme. No theme at all. It's just whatever the movie they tell us to watch. Yeah. Uh, but we've got other content coming soon. It's just this is the plan for the rest of the year. Uh, our biggest fandoms are, if you recall, The Last of Us, House of the Dragon, and Stranger of course, things. Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the House of the Dragon will probably be the first of those of our big audience uh, shows to return. And that'll be next summer. So our plan is, unfortunately, to four of you to kind of de- uh, de- journey back into Westeros at some point before that um, and kind of lead up to House of the Dragon season two. I don't know yet what that looks like. Uh, a review on each of the seasons of Game of Thrones, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we have time or, or enough audience demand to do episode by episode. I would love that, but I'm not a selfish person. I'm actually pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Famously, very cool person. Yeah, and yeah. Wh- whatever else we would do just depends on how things shake out in the yeah. meantime. Mm-hmm. We're, our minds are open. Our hearts are open. Yeah. Our butts are open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. And I want to take this time to really kind of look at you, the audience member, and metaphorically thank you so much for supporting us during the strike we i mean we've talked about it pretty often how like we're not even part of those organizations but standing firm with the actors and the writers when they were on strike uh was at a little bit of a cost to us personally and we thank you guys for sticking around with us and i want to especially thank the mods on our discord team casey enza uh jen they were instrumental in helping us come up with a lot of content that we created during the strike. Like they put together a lot of the quizzes that we did. A lot of the episode ideas were generated from them and they helped support us the whole time. So I just want to really thank them for helping us out during that time. That really meant a lot to us and it helped us go. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. It, it, well said, Steve. Mm-hmm. Very well said. That's all I'll say, I guess. I mean, I'm just, uh, I don't have words, right? Because. Shocking. When you think it's rare, it's fucking rare. No words from you. It's just very touching. Yeah. Because, you know, you take the content away and all you're left with is the people. But then you find out that everybody's listening because they support the people Mm -hmm. and we can do goofy shit Mm -hmm. like trivia shows on unrelated like dog trivia, you know. Yeah. Um, And not even like trivia where it's smart people who know the answers. Like we just every question wrong. Wrong. (laughs) They don't care. They love us. Yeah. But the whole point of that to say was, you guys are awesome. Thank you for supporting us. The mods in the Discord ran the whole show for the four months because Steve and I were scrambling. We were panicking. We were weeping. It was wild. But no more tears. We're back. Enjoy Lost Episode 6. Look forward to 7 next week. All of us are going to re-catch up on Lost and just act like nothing ever happened the yeah. week after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Business as usual. That's what are you right, talking about? Baby. We're doing your beach, please. We're doing your passenger princess. Yes. We're doing your mile high club. You were doing your or mile high moments. Excuse me. We're, doing we're also <laughs> joining the club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Membership we're, fees apply. Yeah. So get ready to hop back in the fuselage. Be out of breath with Jack and try to figure out the mystery of how did Kate make those drapes. All right. We're getting back into it. Yes. I'm so excited. (laughs) Without further ado, let's get into it right now. 
is Kit Laser. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, continuing our coverage of Lost. Lost. Getting lost on the island. This time it's episode six, House of the Rising Sun. You might notice a, a um, very upsetting vacuum today. Uh, no Madison. No Madison. It's Where is sad. she? I don't know. If you guys Not here. if you guys find her, let us know. We haven't been able to get in contact with her. She's on the back of milk cartons. Just kidding. I think she's on vacation. Yeah, we don't know though. <laughs> no, for sure she is. <laughs> she's not actually kidnapped. She has not been human trafficked or anything. That's true. She's on vacation. She's on vacation, uh, which is a very serious thing. We shouldn't talk about not vacation. The other thing, uh, but we're gonna miss her. She's gonna be uh, Vinny being gone is gonna be noticed for sure. But we're going to carry but, on. But rest assured that somewhere out there in the world, hey, Vinny's still out there pinching butts. Yeah, she's, ah, <laughs> well, I wish Laser was here so I could go pew, pew, pew <laughs> when he says his name. I'm Vinny. She's still doing it in spirit. That's how she talks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is episode six, House of the Rising Sun. Things are heating up in the old Lost world. I got to tell you, Steve. Yeah? I got to tell you, I had a good time watching the old Lost today. I was excited for you to watch this episode in particular because the last couple weeks you've been like, man, I want to know more about this gin. I want to know more about this Sawyer. And this is the the Sun and Jin episode, the first yeah. the first of many to come. We've got uh, I got a couple tidbits in episode six and seven. I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, but yes, yeah, so what we do here, we're gonna. I've never seen the show before. Steve has. That's our shtick. So he's he's keeping it close to the vest. All these answers, and I'm just everything's unveiling before me, unfurling, if you will, mm. if you will, like a curtain in the wind. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, a curtain sewn. By Kate. By Kate? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you got to get your money back on those. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> flap in the wind very much. So we're going to give our overall thoughts on episode six, and then we'll do a, a play-by-play, scene-by-scene recap, and then cap it all off with a few fun games at the end. We'll talk about Beach Please. Beach Please. Where Steve's going to talk about like some tidbits and behind-the-scenes info on this particular episode, and then we'll do our Mile High Club moments, our top three favorite moments of the episode. Then Passenger Princess, mm-hmm. our favorite performance of the episode, nominated by each of us. Got and finally... Right. A segment called Lost and Found, where we're kind of keeping track of all of the mysteries as they unfold, Mm -hmm. which ones have been answered, which ones are still question marks. We're keeping the show honest, you know? That's right. A lot of people say that Lost doesn't answer all their mysteries, and we're here to find out if that's true. We'll have a real tally at the end of how many mysteries were unanswered. It's going to be great. Uh, So, anywhoozle. Let's dive right in. Steve, what did you think of episode six, House of the Rising Sun? Ah, the show continues to be great. You know, I, I really just love... Uh, this show in particular is starting to do something that I find fun, fun where the flashbacks are kind of interlapping a little bit. There's a scene where you kind of saw in a previous episode la- la- uh, Jack's flashback of him arguing with the uh, airline worker. Yes. And Jin's in the background. Well, now we get to see what Jin was doing back there so, and stuff like that. That's a lot of fun. And then, of course, it's opening up the the story of those two specific characters that uh, up to this point have been mostly in the background and shrouded in mystery and and uh, assumptions and whatnot. And so we get to get to see a little bit more about their backstory. And it's surprising. Like, that's what I love about the show is you think you have an idea of what, who these people are. And then through the flashbacks, you find out a little bit more about them and it allows you to see them in a different light. Yes. And that's the fun of this show. And uh, yeah, I, I really like this episode. I agree. I think this one um, and the next one really took a a step up in the writing. Like the first two to episodes. The streets? 
Yeah. <laughs> Step up to the streets. Um, you know, like the first two episodes, they had all that bombast. It was like one of the most amazing pilots ever, mm-hmm. um, them together as a whole. And then it kind of took a step back and we got into more talking heads and mysteries being unveiled. It's setting the foundation. Yes. And and uh, now I think uh, there was some really um, emotional stuff. There's only been like one other instance uh, prior to this where I've been like, wow, you know, blown away from an emotional moment. And we talked about that in episode three, I think. Um, it was, which, a, uh, which was that? It was with the, when Locke showed the dog to Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. let him give it to Walt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think was one of the most like, wow. Good guy, Locke. He's a great guy. <laughs> that guy. He's like a, he's a damn gin of the forest, you know, just, just floating around sprinkling fairy <laughs> dust on everybody. Tell me your wishes. But I had a blast watching these two episodes. Uh, so let's dive right in. It opens up with uh, Sun picking a flower, which is very on purpose because there's a flower. That's a huge part of her backstory. Jen is fishing. Kate and Jack are getting flirty, talking about tattoo. What what's your tattoos mean? Mm, this one means self-reliance. Yeah, this is uh, Mandarin for I can fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not. But he won't Impressed. tell her. <laughs> he won't tell her. And then Charlie comes up. If you two are done verbally copulating, we got to go off for water. Let's go. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of on their ass. And it's obvious to everyone else that they're getting very close. Right. That the sexual tension is so thick. Mm-hmm. They could cut it with a butter knife. Seriously. Two it's C's in that dripping thick. Dripping off them. Mm-hmm. 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 And, I lo- and I like how this also sets up that uh, Charlie's Charlie's starting to get a little testy. Yes. Yeah. And we'll find out why. Yeah. He's getting a little low on the stash, but also I think he's lonely. Yeah. You know, and his backstory confirms that. But then Jen slams the fish and, and, and interrupts Sun from her reverie of eavesdropping on that. So then we get a flashback to Sun. Jen is the waiter at like a party. She seems to be wealthy. She's getting champagne. Then they go off in secret. He kisses her. Oh, they were already dating, but they're dating oh. in secret. Mm-hmm. They're hiding it for the relationship from her father, who seems to be some big, important person who won't approve of his poverty. And she wants to elope. Yeah. He, he does not. Right. Yeah, he, he wants to make a he wants their relationship to be in the light. Yeah, he wants it to be legitimate in, in the sun, if you will. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'll ask your father permission. She's like, don't do that. Yeah, You're he, not impressive at all. My dad's a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, uh, I can only give you a flower now. But one day I want it to be a diamond because he's, yeah. he's serious. And this is I love this in, intro because so far what we've seen of these two interact with each other in the few moments they have on the show. It's been pretty like, oh, Jin's a mean misogynist yes uh possibly abusive dude in this relationship and then we cut to this and like exact opposite character you can like tell these are two different people. how much he loves her yeah. yeah and i love the, the juxtaposition of the flower because you know that like she misses that part of her life mm-hmm. and um, just the slyness of like champagne madam and the slips her little note like mm-hmm. you sly dog meet me in the gazebo mm, you sly dog i'm going downtown <laughs> Um, so it cuts back to the present. Jen like stomps on some of her plants as he goes, tackles Michael and begins punching the shit out of him and almost drowning him in the ocean. Uh, everybody's just watching. It's, it's that most of the crew on the Island is completely useless. Like they watch that one lady drown, Joanne just drown. They're like, Hey, swim better. Oh man. Somebody go get Jack. Where's Jack? (laughs) Nobody can stop this fight, but Jack. And everybody's just watching. And then we cut to, in the middle of that pummeling, we get the title card, Lost. Um, (laughs) 
Hey, are we, are we allowed to use that audio clip? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that was legit. That's straight from the show. <laughs> That's in my board. He swallowed a theremin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we cut back. Saeed tackles Jen, uh, asks for handcuffs from Sawyer, who's picking up Michael. Sawyer happens to have them in his back pocket. Sure, why not? And he's the he's the village pack rat. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then they they lock Jen up to a piece of uh, fuselage. And then he's like, <laughs> Saeed's like, what happened? But of course, he just speaks Korean to him. Right. And mm-hmm. then he kind of accuses Michael. But we'll get to that in a second. We cut to Jack and the crew. They're going to the watering hole. Um, and he's like, hey, Charlie, I need you to salvage what you can from the wreckage. Look for specifically any medicine, drugs, stuff like that. Charlie's like, drugs? drugs? <laughs> With a Z? On it. <laughs> On it. And he looks like he's starting to withdraw. Yeah. So he sneaks mm-hmm. off. Speaking of drugs, I got some. Uh, but <laughs> You just reminded me of something very important I meant to do today. <laughs> drugs. Uh, but while he's about to get a little sniffy sniff, Locke's like, don't move. Your ass is 37 seconds from having 412 bee stingers straight in that anus, boy. And he's like, what? You're standing on a beehive. <laughs> is that like a euphemism? No. 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 A literal beehive. A little beehive. But, you know, maybe later. <laughs> wink, wink. We can stand on my back to that. I mean, I didn't know you knew the, the nomenclature, but <laughs> now that I know you're down. I see your pineapple tattoo. You want to stand <laughs> on a beehive? We all, everybody. <laughs> By the way, we got an email or an iTunes review or something uh, from a guy who loves the show, loves the lost coverage, but said, hey, it's really bothering me every time you guys say we all, everybody, because that's not what it is. It is. <laughs> Because I there's in episode seven you see the song and it's like you all everybody yeah it's you all everybody yeah what did they what, I think what, they thought it was you are everybody was you how are they, everybody was how they corrected us no it's it's you all everybody <laughs> which uh, I actually have the origin of that um, song but I think that was for next for uh, next episode's beach please yes we will dive sure. into the origin of that song yes um, where were we at. Oh, he's on the beach. We do say we all everybody sometime, but that's more of us like we did a thing together. Yeah, the we're three just of us. The around. song is you all everybody. Yeah, I think maybe it, I think that's it. You um, all everybody. It's a banger. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So he's standing on the beehive and the whole thing is that he can't move or he's going to break it. So they have to go get something to cover it up. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut back to uh, the fuselage and Jen handcuffed to it. And Michael explaining he did nothing wrong. Saeed immediately came there's to him. Got, you got to be. Ta- there's got to be something. Come Why on, would he man. attack you? Man? How'd just, you piss him off? He's so nice looking. Like he he, 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 he catches the fish. He's, he keeps to himself. And now he's beating you up. He had to do something. Right. And Michael thinks Jen is just racist. Mm-hmm. Right. Where are you from? Tikrit. And then he just stares at him. He's like, Iraq. Uh, <laughs> he's like, well, I don't know about there, but here. He don't like me, right? Mm-hmm. Is his implication is because he's yeah. black is why he's jumping on him. Uh, and th- so is it Hurley that says like, "Hey, we can't leave him cuffed out here. He's going to get crispy in the sun." Yeah, Hurley says, and I quote, "That Chinese dude's going to get pretty crispy if we just leave him here." Because <laughs> Hurley will not stop calling the Koreans Chinese. He doesn't. Know. That's part of his character. Yeah, he, he, doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't mean any harm, but yeah. like somebody could correct him. Yeah. Eventually, they do. Well, I don't think anybody really knows, right? They do until, because until Michael does. Yeah, Michael's like they're Korean, man. Yeah, well, that's the that's the time where like like Michael's like, oh, they're Korean, and, and then he corrects Hurley, him. Like, but what? up until then, no one no one. Actually actually knows it's still not right to just say hey a chinese person <laughs> yes yes but he points out we can't just leave him here and saeed's like i'm not uncuffing him until i find out why he was so angry because yeah saeed saeed's not above making somebody sweat a little bit no yeah not even a little bit 
Uh, we cut back to another flashback and it's uh, Jen telling son that he did get her father's blessing. And she's like, no way. And he's the way that he did that is by agreeing to work for him uh, in his factory for a year and then a year in management training because his father wants him to have enough money to take care of her. Yeah. Uh, and then he gives her a ring. I can afford this now. It's a real diamond ring, not a flower. And she's happy. Sort of. She looks worried too, though. And we get the implication that her father is not a man she wanted him to work for. Yeah. And I think we find out later that he's kind of a gangster. He's mm -hmm. kind of a dangerous man. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut back to the the beehive. They're going to try to cover the hive with a suitcase. <laughs> I laugh so hard at this. He's like, we need to seal the hive. And then Jack comes over with this open suitcase. Like, I don't know if that's. They're still going to fly out better. from under it, right? <laughs> it's yeah. definitely better than Charlie just freaking out and jumping on it because he is an irrational fear of bees, right? And Locke's like, just calm down. He's like, the fear is irrational. If I could just calm down, I it wouldn't be irrational, uh, which is a fair point. Is, is Does the timeline match up where he could have seen 300, the movie 300, and he heard the line, our bees will blot out the sun? And he's just really <laughs> worried about that conclusion <laughs> happening. <laughs> That's not the line. Yeah, isn't it? Or, or arrows. It's arrows. Or arrows well, you thought they threw bees I'm, at him? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking of a 300 parody trailer. <laughs> Apparently, yes. Because <laughs> in the trailer, so in the movie, he says our arrows will, our blot, arrows out the will sun. blot out the sun. Then and we will fight in the it, shade. Yeah, we will fight in the shade in the parody trailer he's like we are bees will blot out the sun and then he goes then we shall hug in the shade because it was a pg related 300 movie oh that okay and you got it and i'm just, just like completely in my head mandela canon, in my head canon the the persians were sending bees out beehives at them <laughs> oh bees will blot out this that would be a very effective weapon uh, yeah just a bunch of bees. It reminds me of when Kanye West lost his mind the third time and said that he wanted to build mechanical bees to attack his enemies. You ever seen that clip? Of no, I haven't. Yeah, he's on Joe Rogan's show and he's like, I Joe want, Rogan, you crazy. He asked him a question <laughs> and Kanye's like, I want to build mechanical bees. And Joe's so high. He's just like, what? Uh, it's far wild. out, man. Yeah. It's a wild conversation. How would you fund it? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> would it be like a publicly traded company or buy alpha brain? Um, <laughs> blue chew everybody. Um, so yeah, the Charlie freaks out. He breaks the hive. It's too late. Everybody starts running off. Kate and Jack, of course, the two love interested people, they have to get naked because of the bees. <laughs> have, you, have you ever just run from something in fear? Like, I'm so scared. I got to take off my shirt. Every time I'm scared, I get nude, right? Yeah. When I found out about the SAG that's, strike. That's why the Cabin in the Woods episodes got delayed, really, is because <laughs> like he just kept taking off his clothes. I'm like, buddy. <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> You're over there swinging. I can't watch two shows at once. <laughs> <laughs> But while uh, while they're disrobing and trying to get the bees off of them, she finds a body. <gasps> it's multiple bodies laid to rest. They've been there for 40 or 50 years. Uh, finally, the polar bear is mentioned again. Mm -hmm. I thought I was I, had th I thought I, I was starting to think I had imagined that the polar bear. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, you guys found a polar bear, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we did. They've um, also found some black and white marble stones. It, yeah. It's like some old rocks in one of their pockets. They're probably uh, playing a uh, backgammon. Yeah, Locke's super psyched about that. And then Charlie and Locke show up. Uh, one of the funniest lines I've heard in the show so far, uh, where because he looks at Kate and he's like, "Why, you know, why, why are your, why is your shirt off? Why are you just sitting in your bra?" And she's like, well, "There were bees in my shirt." And he's like, "They look seized to me," uh, which is such a dumb joke. But you know, I'm an idiot. And I, I love how it. he says it, and then immediately Charlie's like, 
Yeah, sorry about that. So, which is me. To That's on me. <laughs> just like, yeah, sorry. That's just, I spend most of my life saying, nah, my bad. Um, so, yeah, the, then he spills the beans about, are these the people before us? Meaning, because he's in on the, the French yeah, lady and, conversation. Yeah, and Locke doesn't know any about that because Locke's like, what? A transmission? What are you talking about? What do you mean people before us? And so Charlie covers it up and he's like, oh, I guess there are people before us because there they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Locke's like, hmm, Adam and Eve. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Adam and Eve truther now. Yeah. Uh, and we cut to Sun putting aloe vera on Jen because I think the cuffs are like hurting his uh, wrist and he's he out of the sun. Skin. He does. And we get another flashback and it's him buying her a dog because he's never home. He's been working too much. She looks very unhappy in their new marriage. Um, what type of dog was that, do you think? I don't know at all. That's one of the... Uh, it's a wrinkly dog. Jiggly skin ones, yeah. yeah. Maybe like a St. Augustus. It's not uh, a Bernard. It was... Oh, here's the photo of it. Just tell me what it's called. Okay, five adorable and wrinkly dog breeds. This is the dog type. Just tell me what it's called. <laughs> God damn it, I hate the internet. A Chinese Sharpay. A Chinese Sharpay. Yeah. Pearly would be so pleased to learn that. <laughs> like, I got it, dude. <laughs> it's a Chinese dog. <laughs> uh, and they talk about the flower a little bit in that scene, too. Cut back to the present. Yeah, I remember when all you had to get me was a flower. <sighs> I remember that, but now I got money and I got to go get more. I, <laughs> my flower belongs <laughs> to your dad now. <laughs> Uh, we come back to the present. Locke wants to stay and help Charlie salvage the rest of the plane wreckage that's in the watering hole there. Kate and Jack got to go take the water back. And Jack starts to do the math. He's like, ah, 46 people, 86 gallons, carry them one. That's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of work. I think we should move Minus here. Joanna. We should stop bringing the water to the people. Bring the people to the water. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Kate looks like, eh, I don't know about that, right? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't say much. Yeah. Uh, we'll cut back to Walt giving the stink eye to Jen. They're just kind of looking at each other <laughs> curiously. I love Walt's face. It's like, you beat up my dad. He fell down. Uh, <laughs> Mike, they fall down. <laughs> he fall down. Uh, Michael says, don't look at my boy and walks him away. And then Walt asks about racism, essentially. And he's how like, come he doesn't like us? No, oh, man, I, I don't even believe that. Do uh, you think I'm that kind of person? What'd your mother say about me? And more insultingly, Walt replies, nothing. We mm. talked about you literally never. And uh, he's like, dang, that's offensive. I know a lot of shit about you. I know your birthday. When's my birthday? And he nails it. And then he's August like, when's, 24th. when's my birthday, Walt? And he's like, uh, uh, I'm just a uh, boy. pregnant lady fall down. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? It's not answered everything. Uh, she didn't fall again. It was one time. <laughs> Son wants to explain to them. She's telling Jen, let me go explain to them what's going on. And he's like, no, your place is by my side. I'm not going to say anything to that thief. That's all we get of the situation so far. We get another flashback. Jen comes home in a rush, covered in blood. She runs into the bathroom. What did you do for my father? And then slaps him because he won't tell her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I do whatever your father tells me. So now we know. I do it for us. He's potentially killed somebody for his father or beat him up or hit a body. Something mm-hmm. real super shady is going on. nefarious. Yeah, for sure. Yep. 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 Back to the present. Jack and Kate are hiking back with the water. They do some more flirtation. She stops to tie her shoe. And she's like, you, you looking at my ass? You looking at my butt? You trying to? You checking me out? You thinking about clapping? And he's like, no. I, what, what is clapping? She becomes that dude from Night at the Roxbury that's like, did you just grab my ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, no. And it, she, he really disappoints her because she's she's hinting, right? She want, she's, trying yeah, to, she, she's trying to get down like that night. And she's like, okay. So what were you thinking about? Clapping? 
And he was like, all right, I was thinking about if we built a dam, we could. And she's like, oh, my God, what a nerd. I mean, if you ever want to ruin a mood with a potential partner when they're like, hey, I'm looking to get get frisky. The way you kill that mood in its tracks, mm-hmm. infrastructure. Yeah. <laughs> about infrastructure. Precisely. <laughs> really disappointing response. And she's not giving her opinion on moving to the. Uh, yeah, because caves yet. Because Jack's kind of he is of the mind that hey, we've been here eight days, rescue ain't coming. We might as well be practical and think about survival. So he wants everyone to move from the beach to the cave where the water is. Whereas Kate and what we find out, like Saeed and other people, aren't ready to give up on being rescued yet. And their best chance of finding a rescue boat is to signal somebody from the beach. Yeah, they want to be there if somebody rides by, right? Yeah. Exactly. But nobody. What, what team would you be on, Chris? I get it. I'm not sure. I'd probably be me personally with my skin tone. I'd be all up for getting off the beach. The moment I hear there's a cave, I'm in it. Yes. <laughs> we got a cave full of water and a bunch of pills, baby. Oh, we're at. <laughs> Let's go right now. Let's go. <laughs> Cash me outside. That's right. Uh, we cut back to Charlie and Locke. They're they're going to the loo. He wants to go to the loo. The figurative loo. Mm-hmm. Do British people say that? Like whenever they got a piss outside, even too. I'm going to go to the loo. I don't know. I gotta go to the WC. I'm going to the Lou. Bloody hell! Is, is that like a an insult towards like King Louis or something? I don't know. Mm. We could Google that later. Uh, and then he talks. He's like, "Hey, I recognize you from Drive Shaft." And he's like, "Oh my god!" And he gets so excited. He's not angry anymore at all. That Locke seems to be like not letting him go off by himself. He wants to talk mm. about it, right? Uh, and he's like, "Where's your guitar?" And he's like, "Well, they made me check into the." you know, the baggage. Uh, he said there wasn't enough room in the cabin, the fascist, which is <laughs> fucking great. Um, and Locke's like, no, you'll see your guitar again. I, I have a feeling, right? Cause he's already seen where the guitar is. I love that. I love that Locke is down with drive shaft for sure. He's like, Oh, your first album is self-titled way better yeah. than uh, oil change. Yeah. He's like, I may be over 40, but I have ears and a heart. Yeah. Right? I'm not deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I have ears and a heart. That shit hit me hard. <laughs> so I just Googled, Despite being a very British word for toilet, Lou is actually derived from the French phrase <gasps> gardez Lou, which means watch out for water. Enza just vomited. I know. Somewhere in the in the world. It's like, yeah, the French. Huh, huh. Uh, Do we have any French listeners? Not now. <laughs> it's Enza that feels that way, guys. It's not us, yeah. The, the views expressed by Enza are not reflective of streaming things. <laughs> I've never I've never met a Frenchman. I like their cinema. We cut to Saeed. He's chopping wood. Uh, and he explains uh, Jen and that whole situation to Jack and Kate as they walk up. And then they tell Saeed about the new camp plan, how going to the caves. And Saeed's like, I don't want to do that. Who who fucking nominated you? Mayor of we're all going to die town. And Jack's like, you guys did. You come to me with every goddamn problem under the sun. I'm going to move to the caves. That's what I think's best. I didn't see you go after Joanna. Exactly. I was mm-hmm. busy. I was making three antennas, dude. I've been telling you this. It's really, really, in, you know, intrusive work. John, do you know how many laptops and cell phones I've destroyed? <sighs> a bunch of them had so bars. Many. Yeah. I didn't even realize until after I took them apart. I, just, I had to destroy several dildos to get the electrical <laughs> components out of those things. All right. That's all from Kate's baggage. <laughs> Bizarre. And somewhere in Hurley's. What was that? Uh, what was the, the, the organization? There was... Uh, it was like consequential, not consequential. Do you remember from last episode? No. With uh, her and Claire? No. And that's where that's where the, the, the joke came from. She's like, oh, this is inconsequential. She had the Oh, yeah, there. the dildos and stuff. I can't remember exactly it what it was. It was the strap-on, though. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole belt <laughs> apparatus. Yeah. 
It's like a like a bat belt like designed a bat belt. for pegging, which actually comes up here in a minute. It's yeah, really funny. Yeah, I do love how they kind of turn the tables on Said in this moment, where they like kind of or Jack, I should say, spit some logic and Said's like, "I'm not going to admit defeat," and he like runs off. Like I yeah. may have lost this this argument, but damn it, I know I'm right. I didn't see where this episode was going. Where essentially they each become like political parties running a campaign. And they're mm-hmm. going around talking to all of the beach denizens and presenting their, I promise to take you to the caves. You're going to get plenty of water. You're not going to get sunburnt. I got pills, baby. Come with me to the cave and a nook for every survivor, a chicken in every pot. <laughs> or <laughs> a boar, because that's what that's what Locke's getting us. And then Saeed's like, we're going to stay on the beach. <laughs> we're gonna get, a boat's going to drive by any minute. I'm going to get rescued. I got one word for you. Triangulate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, well, and, and another word don't hate triangulate don't hate triangulate <laughs> that's his campaign slogan and s- signal fire are that's, these merch ideas for laws we just have like campaign like team Saeed and team Jack that's, that's two words I think a boar in every pot and don't hate triangulate <laughs> I follow the boar that's what Hurley says uh and then Saeed comes to apologize to Michael after this conversation, but really he wants to campaign to him. He's like, look, do I have your vote if I say stay on the beach? Don't hate triangulate. And he's like, absolutely you do. Beach, please. Beach, please. I'm not, beach, trying, to, please. I'm not trying to stay here forever. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get rescued. While Jack is in the background, like campaigning for the caves mm-hmm. against people we've, with people we've never met. Um, Hurley is like, what's up with you and Kate? As soon as he sees Jack, right? And he's like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, oh, I know what's going on. Uh, and then Sawyer goes up to Kate and he wants to know what her vote's going to be. Well, 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 if it isn't the bell of the ball, freckles. Are you trying to go to the caves or are you trying to stay on the beach? Because I'm trying to stay wherever you're at. Is essentially the vibe I'm getting, right, Steve? Yeah, 100%. That's why he votes for beach because that's where she is. I think he's smitten with, with Kate. He is, but he mm-hmm. does not show his feelings. No, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's got that to- toxic masculinity thing mm-hmm. holding him back. One, one important point is uh, Jack does offer Jen some water. At this point, which I thought was sweet. Well, he, Jack doesn't care. Yeah, he Jack. wants everybody to have water. Well, yeah, exactly. But I, but I think that's like a good character moment of like, hey, man, sure. here's water. Drink slowly. And Jen be drinking it. He's thirsty. Mm-hmm. He's a thirsty boy. Like that's the first olive branch that I think Jen specifically has been given f- from anybody else. Oh, that he received without yeah. being like, mm. yeah, it's true. Like everything else has either been like some sort of barter or some sort of like, hey, will you please have this urchin I caught? Right. And they've been like, oh, dude, that sounds that looks like ass. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out of an ass. No, thank you. <laughs> well, fine. It's a delicacy where I come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, son is watching Jen. And then Michael walks by in the background. We cut to Michael chopping wood and Sun approaches him from the trees. We get a quick flashback of somebody there to redecorate, which is just uh, ostentation for Jen to not be suspicious. Really, Don't be suspicious. Don't like be suspicious. Some kind of like black market like smuggler who's gotten her like a fake passport and a whole plan. Have you been taking your lessons? She has to run from her husband and father. And that's her plan. She wants to get away from both of them. So we can assume that they're very dangerous. And she's supposed to at the airport... Leave at 11.15 and get in the car and disappear, right? Mm-hmm. Cut back to... But you'll take care of my dog, right? That's all that's important, which mm-hmm. we, we appreciate that after watching Yellow Jackets. <laughs> right. Make sure the dogs are cared for. What happened to Steve? We don't know. Uh, she speaks English, we find out, which we all, we assumed. Dun, dun, dun. You knew. But I we all, everybody, me and Madison, assume she speaks English. She uh, speaks English? Yeah, I speak <laughs> I spoke English. I speak English. <laughs> Real good. Uh, what does that remind me of? 
was that uh, Dead Reckoning? Where somebody's like, you no, it wasn't that. I don't know what I was watching, but it was a part because he's like, oh, I didn't know you speak English good. <laughs> and the person who does was like, I speak English well. Oh, that is from a thing. Yeah. What the fuck were we just watching where that happened? <sighs> I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. That does That is hitting a nostalgia. Maybe, oh, I think it was Warrior. I love that show, Warrior. I think it's Warrior. Um, but anyway, he says, you know, he doesn't. Jen doesn't know that she speaks English is what she says. And he's like, how did you learn a whole language with her husband knowing? Uh, which is bizarre. Like, so, so what I'm supposed to understand at this point, Steve, Jen does not speak English. Son does. And he doesn't know son does. Is that correct? Uh, as far as this show has come towards. Yes, it is. That's wild. Mm-hmm. That's wild. But she because, tells him- because she's scared of the situation that, so she finds out that her husband is possibly murdering someone or murdering people for her father, mm-hmm. a person she already was untrustworthy from, and that's created friction in her marriage, and she feels like the only way to leave Jin and possibly this dangerous situation, because she thinks Jin's murdering people. So she was going go to go to America? It's to go to America, yeah, because the, the person she talks to... Oh, the lessons. Is that's like, where the lessons... Yeah, where you take in your lessons, you know, those are her, her uh, English She lessons. learned English fast. Yeah. She's smart. Mm-hmm. Smart. But she tells Michael it was the watch that made him so angry. That's her father's watch that Michael's wearing. And it's uh, a point of honor that he had to try to, like, kill him and get it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she needs Michael's help uh, to kind of smooth things over. Yeah, and you got to give him the watch. Yeah, I know it's an expensive watch, but, hey, we're all going to die here. You're not going to be able to sell it anyway. This episode was brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, you know what's good for you, but your brain gets in the way and you just can't quite pull it off. Like when you're trying to fall asleep at night, you know, you got to get up at 7 a.m. You got to work. You want to go to the gym before work. But at 3 a.m., you're just thinking about hippopotamuses, hippopotami. I don't know how to pluralize it. It doesn't matter. You get the idea. So sometimes your brain's getting in its own way. You know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. You can help find the blocks in your life that are getting in your way. And BetterHelp can get you there. It can match you up with a licensed therapist to help meet your needs. If you don't like your therapist, you can switch free of charge at any time. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. Gobble, gobble, stream fiends. It is the month of November and thus comes Thanksgiving if you celebrate it here in the States. But it's a month where we want to take a step back and just really appreciate and be thankful for everything that we have here at Streaming Things. One of the many things that we are thankful for are our patrons at all tiers, but especially our super patrons, which we shout out each and every month here on the podcast. Let's get to it. We are thankful for you, Sydney B, Becky the Farmer, Kaylee Sampson, Stanton Valentino, Anthony Corona, Info. Brent Stradamus, it's a great name. Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Optimus, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Lil Tickler, Svento7, Chase Gramo, AK, Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Big but Horny got an upgrade, Conrad, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, John Collins, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun Loving, 
Bortle, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jadine Klitsch-Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. And with that, let's get back to the show. Gobble, gobble. We cut to lock. He confronts Charlie about the drugs, right? Which is, you got the vibe. That's why he wanted to be alone with Charlie the whole time. Uh, and he says, hey, you got to give it up, man. Give me the drugs. You Maybe, can, maybe you can get your guitar. If the island will give it to you, but you have to give the island something. So he gives the heroin to Locke and points, he says, look up. He's like, oh, man, I'm not into that Jesus stuff or whatever, right? Even though we find out he is. <laughs> uh, and he's like, no, look up. And the guitar is sitting there on the cliff. And he cries with happiness. Mm. It's a great moment. It's his guitar. It was so sweet. And you can tell what's so cool about this writing is that Locke saw that hours earlier. Yeah. And then formulated this whole plan about how to get him to give him the drugs. You know, finding out how important the guitar was to him, all that stuff. It's very mm. cool, I think. And I also love Locke is saying like, hey, if you give me the drugs, because then at least it will be your choice. Like he's not going to take these drugs from Charlie, but he's like, hey, I want you to choose to give them up. It's all about choice. Mm-hmm. It's all about choice. Uh, we cut to Kate who doesn't want to be Eve. Uh, and she doesn't want to go to the caves. She doesn't really clarify that. And he, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Kate. <laughs> exactly. And then Jack asks her again, what, what crime she committed? What did she do? And she's like, you had your chance to have that info. You and the audience. And you fucked it up for both of you. We Jack. haven't written that yet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really quite know yet. It's very frustrating as an audience member. Uh, we cut to Michael who confronts Jen with an ax. He's like, Hey, I don't want your fucking watch. Don't fuck with me. Don't talk to me or my kid ever again. Ah. And then, Actually, he's in a killing, but he really frees him by slamming the axe on the fuselage and uh, breaks the chain of the, yeah. the handcuff. Give him the watch. Can you imagine how off. terrifying this interaction Super is from terrifying. Jin's perspective? Doesn't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> Doesn't know what he's saying. This guy with an axe just shows up and just starts screaming at you. <laughs> that you and you had beat their ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible. Not good. Yeah. Why? Why let a twenty thousand dollar watch go to waste? Yeah, my, my watch broke. I thought hell. Then I don't even know why I did that. Is what does time matter? You know, he's losing a little bit. Island. He's very frustrated. I got to talk to this kid. I don't even know. Now I'm his dad. Before we did the rewatch, I, I, I remember Michael as a character throughout the show. Right. But I don't remember like him being this enjoyable. Like I love Michael on the show. Yeah. He's great. He's great. He's so good. He's kind of an audience surrogate because he's really practical and like, wait, what kind of guy? Yeah. Um, it's really fun to watch. But we get another flashback. This time it's Jen and Son. Um, they're they're standing behind Jack, like you said, in this flashback. Yeah, this is fun. Other POV. And it's 1115 and she can't do it. She can't bring herself to leave Jen. Yeah, she kind of walks away because she sees the car outside the door ready to pick her up. She's thinking about doing it. And right before she makes her choice, she looks back at Jen one last time. What's a sly dog do? Mm. Pulls out a flower. He's like, I knew you're going to leave me. Check this out. He pulls out a flower and gives her a smile. And I, I might be looking too much into this. Cause I actually, I don't quite remember why they're on, they're going, they're in, they're Sydney. in Australia. I don't yeah. know why they're in Australia and where, and why they're going to Singapore, which might be a layover. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why they're there on this trip, but I just got this feeling that Jen's like, hey, it's just us. Like, this is our vacation away from your dad. And like, maybe even he is kind of like, I, I'm excited to like be myself. And that may be me looking too much into it. But just the way he pulls out that flower and winks at her, it's like, ah, oh, I get why anybody would be into you. 
my God, look at those cheekbones. I no, love it them. was very charming. And, and, and you can just see her break and she's already crying. And he's like, oh, what's your problem? He's a little, <laughs> he's a little deaf, you know, tone deaf. And he's, you know, yeah, well, he, he like puts his arm around and was like, hey, what's wrong? Are you okay? And she's, she's like, like, the flower's just too beautiful. Such a good flower. And he's like, oh, cool. Nailed it. I just got this at the gift shop. Dope. God, I knew women are simple, man. People act like it's complicated. Like that's Jen's mindset. Um, <laughs> it's a very, it's a very heartwarming scene. And, and I, I have a lot to say at the end of this because we're almost there, but we cut to Charlie. He's playing guitar. He's happy, right? People show up to the cave. Harley's covered in sweat. He said it wasn't a long hike. Short walk. They lied. My ass. <laughs> uh, and then Sawyer stayed on the island, chose to be with Kate. And then Walt asks his dad, when is, I have a question for you. When's your birthday? Which is really cool. Um, and then, you know, are you sure this is where you want to be? Is the song playing, which is, we get this montage of everybody in the cave and on the beach. They're split up now. And nobody's really sure if that's where they want to be. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the episode, right? Yeah, but cr- I, nice cross it all between Jack and Kate staring off. Yeah. Into the middle distance with a fire on their face. I, what is he, what did you call it? A cross dissolve. Cross dissolve. Yeah. I wonder how they did that. Um, Cause like De Palma and Coppola specifically would do that a lot. And I don't know how you do that editing film. Jack, you'd have to literally put the images over each other, right? Like the yeah. frames. Yeah. Because uh, Coppola did one. I was watching somebody share it on a Twitter the other day, a, a clip in The Godfather, where uh, it, it dissolved from Vito Corleone's mustache into like a, a, a vista in Sicily. And his mustache became the leaves of the tree. It was fucking hilarious <laughs> that Coppola decided to do that. Like it's seamlessly done, but I feel like they used to do that a lot back in the day more than they do now. So according to an answer given to us by Encora, mm. the question is what did movies do? How did movies do a crossfade with real film dissolves or crossfades were done with a special machine called an optic printer. It was actually an amazing convoluted process. The editor would trim the two shots to be dissolved, the outgoing and incoming shots, and then send them to the lab. An optical printer is kind of a combination of both a projector and a camera, so each shot will be projected onto the new unexposed film instead of making an exact copy. However, the outgoing film would be made with the brightness of the projector bulb being gradually turned down with each frame. This could either be done manually, frame by frame, or with an automated control. So they would record the image, essentially, mm-hmm, and with a control projector. the light to make it dissolve. Yeah. Yeah, People are wild. I love finding stuff out about because things are so easy to do now in the digital world. Yeah, it's just incredible to find out how Click people a button. did shit in film back in the day because it's usually like just the most tedious pro- process. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. truly amazing. I was curious about that, but I think you know Locke's backstory was powerful and very intriguing. Oh, he can walk now. What the fuck's going on with this island? But I think Jin and Son might be the best backstory we've gotten so far. Mm-hmm. The most fascinating. Like, it's like a beautiful short film in and of itself. And you're right; it adds so much depth to Jen's character specifically. It's like, oh, he's probably killed people. He's got a dark past, but he does. It's a tragedy, you know. To me, it's like he does truly love her, and the only way he could. In his mind, uh, give her the life she deserves to have is to work with her dad and sell him, sell his soul to the devil. Exactly. But then through doing that, he doesn't get to hang out with her or be himself anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, God, it's so it was powerful to me. I really, I really, really enjoyed that. I thought that was really cool. I agree. Yeah, it's uh, there's a reason why people love these characters. I would have watched an entire 90 minute movie about them. I really would have, you know? Yeah, same. Like a, like a beautiful uh, South Korean film. 
Did you know, fun fact, mm-hmm. uh, that the, um, uh, the guy who plays Jin, Daniel Day Kim, uh, did you ever play Saints Row? The video game Saints no. Row? That was oh. a PlayStation game, right? I, I think it was on everything. Mm. It was just like a Grand Theft Auto clone, but it's a little, a little more, more silly. I can picture the box. Um, it's very purple. I know my friend had it, you know, Andy or Nathan or somebody, but. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Daniel Day Kim voices the main character in all of the Saints Row games. Interesting. Named Johnny Gat. Johnny Gat. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. It is an interesting acting credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's time for Beach Please. Beach Please. Guys, this is a segment where I scour the internet and sometimes director's commentaries to find little nuggets of trivial uh, pursuits that you can have with mm-hmm. each individual episode. And... Uh, the I did find I did find all the director's commentaries, but they only have director's commentaries for maybe five or six episodes of each season. Believe it or not. I didn't know this. So they don't have a director's commentary for this episode. But I did find some stuff online. Did you know, Chris, that the male that male drone bees were used in the bee scene because male drone bees do not have stingers. Oh, harmless bees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Tom Cruise would have used female bees. He, he would have been like, I want them to sting me so hard. <laughs> I've trained for a year so I can be not susceptible to their venom. Kanye built me thousands of mechanical bees I can use. Whoa, really? Alpha brain. Humanely. <laughs> Blue Chew, I've got a boner right now. Oh, no. Uh, but Dom- Dominic Monaghan is actually uh, really into insects and bugs. So in real life, he probably would have loved to have hung out with the bees and not uh, been scared of them like Charlie would be. Interesting. The rocks, Chris, the rocks that they used in the waterfall cave set were made of rubber so that they would not create sound when the actors would walk over them and be picked up on camera. Rubber rocks. Rubber rocks, baby. That's right. And Saeed, like he said, is from Tikrit, Iraq. Fun little fact about that uh, that town. That is where Saddam Hussein is born and was later captured by the U.S. Army. By the Navy SEALs? The Navy? The, no, the Army. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think you're, that up. I I'm think thinking you're, of Osama. You're thinking of SEAL Team 6, which is Osama bin Laden. <laughs> I was. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> as soon as you said Navy SEALs, I'm like, wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they do. SEAL stuff. Yeah, and that concludes. Art, art, art. Ooh, that was a solid seal, uh, <laughs> seal noise. I'm proud of you. But that concludes this week's edition of Beach, please. Now it's time for our Mile High Club moments, our top three favorite moments of the episode. Steve, lay it on us from three to one. What's your three? Uh, number three for me, as you, the listener, and you, Chris, know, I love love. You do love love. I love love. That's why my number three favorite moment goes to Jin actually giving Sun a diamond, which is something he wanted to do. And like it was it was very sweet because and it is tragic because knowing what happens to these characters. But you can see on his face, he is jazzed. He's like, I got approval. I got a job. I got a ring and I get the girl. Best day ever. Best day ever. And Sun's just happy to be, you know, able to be with Jin. But she. She can tell something's not right, but I love that moment of pure happiness between people who love each other because I love love. I love love too. What's your number three? In a similar vein, I'm going with Jen being slapped by Sun. Uh, What did the five fingers say to the face? Bam. I just think um, I didn't expect that moment, you know, covered in the blood. Things got so much more interesting. I thought her dad was just like kind of a dick, you know, not like a gang leader. 
uh, or some kind of, uh, cartel, you know, whatever. Um, and it just, it added so much depth and I love that he, he was saddened by it, but he's also like, I'm doing this for us. Like, you know, it sucks that this is the way things are, but also this is the only way we could exist. Uh, and it, I just love that tragic element to it. Uh, so much powerful moment. That's my number three, Steve, what's your number two? My number two is actually the moment at the very end of the episode. It's the flashback where Sun doesn't leave the airport. Um, I really like the scene. Like I said at the top of the episode, I think it's fun that they're intertwining flashbacks together because you, you can see Jack having his moment with the, with the um, what was her name? Chrissy? Uh, Chrissy, wake up. <laughs> I don't like this. Uh, yeah, he's having his moment with Chrissy about you know getting his, his dead dad on the plane for Dead Dad Island. Um, but just seeing the struggle of like, oh, do I stay or do I go now? You can literally hear the crash, the clash start playing. But then when, well, well, there's so many stranger things, references going on right now. There's so many. (laughs) Uh, but then just that, that look back at, at, uh, Jen pulling out the flower and you're like, oh my gosh, he does still care. He does love her. And I think the decision for her to stay speaks more about the relationship that they they truly do have and maybe their life is getting in the way of letting them experience. And I think that's sweet. And I love love. Me okay. Too, buddy. I love it. My number two is when, um, the whole scene between Locke and Charlie, where he shows him the guitar in the cliff after he gives him the heroin. Most of you know, I'm in recovery from many things, but I was also a heroin addict. I've been sober now over 11 years. This whole plot line that takes place over episode six and into the next one is, um, Near and dear to my heart for many reasons, obviously, but this was such a great moment for Locke's character, too, because he's such a, a whimsical bastard. <laughs> uh, it's like, I just have faith. It's like, mother, you fucking saw that. You know where the guitar is. You're a dick, you know? Uh, you met me today. I've actually been playing it for four days, and I put it back. <laughs> but it's like, so I don't want anyone else to, you know. I, I saw the drive shaft sticker on the side. I'm like, oh, shit, that's Charlie's. Oops. Oh, my God. I love that band. That's the only reason he knows what drive shaft is. Their uh, sophomoric album was not as good uh, as their self He's never even heard them. He just saw the sticker. Uh, that's my number two. Steve, what's your favorite moment of episode six? That's my number one. The guitar moment? The guitar moment. Yeah, it's my number one. Uh, for everything you just said, I love the term whimsical bastard to describe John Locke. That is perfect to a T. But I just love how Locke is sort of this avatar of, hey, the island is this force that if you... Like if you're a broken person, the av- or the uh, the island can fix you, and I will be the voice of that thought. And Charlie's sort of his first. Um, well, I guess I don't know if you would count the thing he did with Michael, but like he he's there's kindness in him, and Charlie's sort of this like, hey, I'm going to help you in your journey. I can see you're an artist, and just when Charlie sees his guitar, because it's all he wants, and even with the context of next episode in mind what that guitar means to him is so important and beautiful. And just like looking at his face when he looks up and sees that his guitar is there, it's almost like you could see the, the, the want and desire for his, his drugs just wash away from become uh, wash away from him because he's so happy to see the thing he truly loves, which is the music. And it's just a very beautiful moment. And I, and it makes me so happy for Charlie. Absolutely. My number one is your number two. So we flip flopped. Flip flop. Yeah. My, uh, the flower in the airport, like that whole moment where she's deciding whether or not she should get in the car and she's heartbroken about making her decision. 
Um, because it's obviously devastating on a, a number of levels because she's in a toxic relationship. She wants to escape abuse and live a happy life, but also she's seeing him in that moment as the man that she loved, the man that she, because he's being in that moment, the man that he originally was. And she just can't bring herself to do it. And then the icing on the cake is that flower. And they opened the episode with her looking at a flower fondly on the beach. Um, chef's kiss for, for on the writing uh, side of things. Big, big fan. Big, big fan. Big, big Pay fan. your fucking writers. Uh, Pay them. Steve, we almost had a we all everybody. We. But we had a we flopped everybody. Yeah, we did. We, we were definitely oil change in this moment. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Not quite as good as our original but album. Now it's time for Passenger Princess, our favorite performance of the episode. And I got to say, since Vinny's not here, I'm going to nominate Daniel Day Kim. I think there's a mm. couple good choices in this episode. He, he does get some, a chance to exhibit some range because he's got the angry beating the shit out of Michael all the way to the early romance stuff um, with, with Son. And I just, you know, I don't know. I haven't gotten much chance to enjoy a performance from Daniel Day Kim yet in the show. So I got to give it to him. That is an excellent choice. Uh, since we have not been all everybody so far this episode, I'm going to keep that rolling. I'm going to nominate... Uh, Yunjin Kim, who plays mm-hmm. uh, Sun. Yes. Because um, she's also, I mean, both of them are so good. But she does this great performance of walking this fine line of being so happy to be with this person that she loves, but also being trepidatious about what it means that they have to, they're, they're kind of at the will of her father, and who's obviously a dangerous man. And then the whole reveal of her, like, hey, I actually speak English. Like, uh, sorry. Um, it was a it, like we all saw it coming, but I still like the way she acts like she's almost like she knows she can always she can fix a lot of things if she's just out and can talk to everybody. Right. But she she's so she's so scared of revealing that to Jin, whether that's because she's afraid of him or that she doesn't want to hurt him. You know, who knows? But I think she they both are really, really great in this episode. Absolutely agree. Um Absolutely agree. They, they crushed it. This was their episode. And this was one of the like most like dominated by one storyline episodes that we've had so far. Like this was on my mind the whole time. I was like, get back to the flashback, you know, uh, <laughs> which is not usually the case. But now it's time for Lost and Found. Do we have any new mysteries? Were any mysteries solved? And at the end of this whole Lost coverage thing, we'll find out which ones remained unsolved. Mm-hmm. I don't think any were answered. Yeah, there, there weren't any new uh, answered ones. And we have one new mystery. I think. Okay. What is the mystery you have? What are the bodies? Who are those people? Who are the dead people in the caves? And then like asterisk footnote, what the fuck are those rocks? Which seem to be very important. Oh, the, uh, the black and white uh, yes. gems. Wow. That's, uh, that's the only thing I can think of as far as mysteries here. Okay. I think that's a good mystery. Um, I had something else, but I don't know if you would consider this a mystery or just a story line we just haven't been privy to. And that's, you know, what does son's dad do? Um, sure. We can make, I I don't think it's necessarily one. Like, I think you get everything you need, um, but it will probably get more. I guess Mm -hmm. we needed, I guess we need to know if, if, if Jen's a murderer, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would that would change the way you see him a little bit, I think. Not really, but yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, man, we've all got a past. Look, we've all killed a person or three. Kate's like, and you guys were worried about me? <laughs> <laughs> I 
You look at just because I have a mugshot doesn't mean I killed a person. I'm not good with taxes. That's all it is. <laughs> I've been running away from the Fed. QuickBooks are tough. It's hard. I didn't know you had to file quarterly. I was using outdated <laughs> software. Um, close to home there. So, yeah, I think we can add uh, the the vocation of son's father as well. And that that's it, baby. That's right. it. That wraps it up. You know, without Vinny here. We're quick and dirty. We get everything done. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're under an hour still. This that's, is kind of That's amazing for bonkers. us. Bonkers. I kind of like this lifestyle. I mean, I prefer Venny to be here. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying. I like it, this quick and breezy. I mean, I, I I think you can hear my tummy growling on on the microphone. Oh, I'm not no. sure. Your tum tum? I only had six grapes today. <laughs> and you had them here. I did. They were delicious, by the way. Thank you You're welcome. for chilling those, purchasing those. You can always put your grapes in my, or my grapes in your mouth. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Invitation accepted. I'll be there. But that's that it. was your opportunity to talk to me about infrastructure, by the way. <laughs> no, I don't want to cool things down. Uh, that's all the time we have right now. My name is Kit Laser. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming.